0: episode number 15 you are listening to the more than a lawyer podcast with your host janine Esbrand. i'm here to help lawyers and mums to thrive in their careers and motherhood i share tips strategies and inspirational conversation with awesome women to help you reduce the struggle in your juggle Hello and welcome to the show. Today is my favourite day of the year. It's my birthday. I am so blessed to see another year and I love to focus on positive things, especially on my birthday. So on today's show, I am sharing with you my conversation with Akoma Moronu about being a happy lawyer. She is a corporate lawyer and also the founder of the Happy Lawyer Project. There are way too many lawyers who are miserable in their jobs, who sit behind their desk and hate what they do. So it is great to talk to a happy lawyer about her experience of continuing her career as a corporate lawyer in private practice after becoming a mother to two boys. We also talk about being intentional in your career, planning ahead, moving past the expectations of others and a whole load of other stuff. So without further ado, let's jump into my conversation. Hello, lady, and welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you with us today. So can you introduce yourself to the audience and um, tell us all about you, please?
1: Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me on the show. So my name is Akoma Moronu, and I am talking to you today from Dallas, Texas. I am the mama to two little ones. I'm a wife to my hunky husband and I am a practicing attorney and I was so very blessed to meet you because I recently also started a podcast talking to lawyers and you were so gracious to come on my show
0: yes, it was so awesome being on your show. And I was like, yes, you have to come and be on my show too, because you'll have so much to share with with my audience. And I'm just so excited to jump in. Um, so before we talk about your career and, um, you know, the things you're working on in terms of the Happy Lawyer Project and stuff, um, tell me a bit about your journey into motherhood. Now you have two gorgeous little boys. Um, so talk to me a bit about that. So going from, you know, being a Corporate lawyer to then becoming a mom and how that whole thing was for you that transition.
1: Yeah, I was somebody who always knew I wanted to be a mom. That was never a hard decision for me, and I think the harder decision for me was when to do it because I felt a lot of resistance in the area in which I was working. Mm-hmm. I think you see a lot of corporate attorneys, especially here in the U.S., women wait until they make partner or they leave corporate um you know private practice once they have kids yeah and i just wasn't in a position where i was willing to give up kind of the training and the financial benefits of being at a firm so i kind of just sat with it for a couple of years and then at some point realized it was such a priority to me that i needed to make it work Mm -hmm. and um my husband and I were on vacation and we were sitting at us in a safari in Sri Lanka and I looked over at him and I said, let's do it. And he was like, what are you talking about? Like it came out of nowhere and it like hit me like a tr- truck and I was like, we're going to do it. We're going to have kids. And he was like, all right, crazy lady, put the beer down and we can talk about this tomorrow. But I think once I set my mind to it, you know, like Marie Forleo says, anything is figure outable. Mm-hmm. I love that. so once I decided that I was going to do it, it was just about figuring out how I was going to make it work.
0: Yeah. And I, I love that. That whole feeling that you get where it's like, OK, we have to do this now. Because for me, I was very much focused on my career, too. And it was like, what about my career? I got married and everyone was like, when are you going to have children? And I was like, oh, it's about my career right now. And then I turned 29 and it was like, oh, I want to have a baby <laughs> like out of nowhere. And then it's like, well, we just need to make this happen and figure it out. Um, so what I loved about what you said also is that you just felt like you had to make it work. Like you looked around and saw other people who were waiting for partnership or doing it at a later point. But for you, you realized it was a priority and you were like, I'm just gonna have to make it work. And I think that's really encouraging for other people to do because some people look around and say, well, I can't see anyone else doing it. So
1: it's just not possible. Yeah, for sure. And I think one of my favorite quotes was not that you have to see it to achieve it, but you have to believe it's possible Mm -hmm. to achieve it. And I think sometimes, not to make things political, but if, you know, Hillary Clinton said, I've never seen a female president, then we would never have one. And whether or not she wins in the end, the fact that she's gotten as far as she has does help future young women, Mm -hmm. but somebody has to be the first. Somebody has to be the first third year associate at my law firm to get pregnant, (laughs) take her whole leave and come back. And everybody was like, you are a crazy person. And then I just did it again. I got pregnant again a year after coming back. And people were like, what are you doing? <laughs> do you understand how babies are made? <laughs> and I was like, hilarious. absolutely. Um, and I do think that there was like an undertone from some people. Like maybe it wasn't intentional. Like maybe this was an accident and they were just trying to be nice. And it was like hard for people to comprehend that I would intentionally do that to my career. hmm Whereas it was hard for me to comprehend that people would intentionally do that to their family on right. behalf of their career yeah so I think it's just a mindset difference um, that is not to say that I'm not a crazy person, but it's <laughs> like you definitely need to know what your priorities were and for me it was very clear so yeah it was easy for me to decide to be that person and I was happy to lead the way in that way and
0: so I'm really interested to hear about how it works kind of on a practical level. So for me, I also was in corporate law and I remember thinking that I'm going to have my baby. How make it, how would I make it work in terms of still staying in private practice and raising my family? And so you, you have two boys and you're doing it and you know, there's demands at home and there's demands at work. So tell me a bit about how.
1: So we have been really um, intentional about making sure that we have work with people who are okay with flexible schedules so that we're able to both my husband and I at least one of us works from home at least one day a week every week 52 days out of the year right and we kind of switch off based on who's more busier and who's working at different you know places it's kind of changed as we've had kids and moved and different things but okay. that's one of the priorities we've had we've also been really blessed I mean that's one of the things about working in corporate law, especially here in the US, is we're um, compensated very well. And so I knew that childcare was important to me and that I wanted to have access to my children and I wanted to not worry about them. So we got a nanny right off the bat. Okay. And I know people kind of go back and forth and they try to do these childcare arrangements. And I think that can be really stressful for some people. And financially, sometimes that's their only option. Mm-hmm. But for us, we were really lucky. And we have a fantastic nanny now who is really like a member of the family okay and it's you know i think there's nothing wrong with having extra people to love my children yeah and she really truly does love them and that for me is so heartwarming to see um so i also tend to my husband goes in earlier and comes home earlier and i go in a little bit later and stay later okay and we You know, it's little things like that where we just try to make sure that we are adjusting our schedules so that we are maximizing our time with the children and then also making time for each other. So another part of our nanny schedule is every other Friday, she stays late no matter what. Uh, So it forces us to either have a date night or if we have to catch up on work, it like is allotted time for us to do some self-care and some like marriage care and grown up (laughs) time. And it just puts that time there and she's getting paid regardless. And sometimes mm. we just go to bed and she just sits with the kids, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It doesn't matter, but we've already built that time and we've already budgeted for that expense, so. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. So the fact that you guys were just really intentional about what was important in the whole in the whole setup and then making sure that that, that is a priority and then everything else has to fit in around that. So finding jobs that were flexible was, sounds like it was the key thing.
1: Yes. And I think we also like to take a longer view of our role as parents. Mm -hmm. So I, some days are really bad. You know, some days I don't see my kids at all and those days feel bad. And if I looked at my life at the end of those days, I would think this, I've made a terrible decision, but then when you kind of pull it out to a week or you pull it out to a month, you pull it out to a year. Mm. If I've spent more nights than not with my children, if I've spent more weekends than not with them, you know, if I've taken all my vacation days, if If the numbers come out in my favor, then it's been a good month. It's going to be a good year. Um, So I try not to get too caught up in kind of that feeling on the bad days. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, d- the good days will come.
0: Yes. I love that. I love that approach. Awesome. Um, so tell me a bit about the Happy Lawyer Project. So that's how we kind of came to know each other because you, you're doing this project. And there are a lot of unhappy lawyers out there. So when I heard that you were doing this project, I was like, yes, yes, this is, this is amazing. People need this because there are too many lawyers sat behind their desks, miserable um, and unnecessarily so, I feel. So tell me
1: about it. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I, it started as my own project. I, um, kind of before I started having kids, when we were in my early years as an associate, doing that associate, early associate grind, you Mm -hmm. know, working the crazy hours, kind of not sure what I was doing with my career, but not feeling like I even had enough time to think about it Mm because I was so busy that I was just doing the work, going home, sleeping whatever hours I had until I had to get up and do the work. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, I can't do this forever. And it wasn't even the work because I'm hardworking and I've worked hard my whole life. Like in high school, I had three jobs. I, I've always worked around the clock, but it was just that I didn't have any intention around the work right? or around my life. And so it felt like it could go on forever and never reach anything. Mm. Um, so I started being, doing research into how people craft their life, how people really find happiness and fulfillment and it was my own personal self-development quest and kind of a couple years into it realized that I needed to get out of my own head and start connecting with other people mm-hmm. so it wasn't just reading books but really talking to people and I started calling people up emailing people and seeing if they would meet me and chat with me about how they found happiness how they crafted their life and their career and I was loving these conversations I was like so energized, so inspired. And I would tell other lawyers, I'm like, oh my gosh, you have no idea. Start calling people, start emailing people. And they're like, crazy girl, what? I'm busy. I don't have time to start calling and emailing people randomly for like coffee. And so it just hit me that I should just start recording my conversations. Yes. And if people can't go out and do it themselves, at least if they're commuting to work, if they're in the shower, if they're, you know, just sitting washing the dishes, they can at least get the inspiration from the shows without having to put out the effort of finding the people themselves. So it's just really my way of sharing what I've been learning. Yes.
0: Because I just
1: think it's been so valuable.
0: Awesome. So of all of those conversations, I'm sure you've had loads and loads of conversations, but are there any kind of key things that stand out to you that you feel like my audience would find Um, inspiring for them so are there any kind of common threads or common themes that you've found from speaking to so many women um, so many lawyers not necessarily just women but so many lawyers hey 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 I am super excited because I have a handful of spots open for one-to-one coaching. I am looking to work with more of you who are highly ambitious, very driven, know where you want to get to but are struggling to get there because you feel as though you're being overlooked and undervalued for the contribution that you're making. You know that you need to get more visible, you know that you need to show up more, you understand that creating a personal brand that is speaking for you when you're not in the room is important so that you can move towards your career goals but you don't quite know how to make it happen and for you I am extending the invitation to come and join me inside of Elevate. This is my one-to-one high touch coaching program that is designed to help you to advance into your next role, secure your next client, position yourself for the opportunities that you want by being intentional with your personal brand, making sure that your digital footprint is tight. Yes, I mean LinkedIn is looking good and attracting the right opportunities and making sure that you're able to show up with confidence and fully articulate the value that you're able to bring to your next opportunity. I am excited to dig deep come up with your personalized strategy and your plan and support you with the accountability and coaching that is required to help you to get there. So if this sounds good to you, if you know that you need some support with really taking your career to the next level, book a call with me and let's explore you joining the Elevate program. So head over to careerchangemakers.com forward slash call so that you can book a fitting call and then let's have a conversation about whether or not this program is a good fit for you. I look forward to speaking to you.
1: Yeah, I think that the thing that seems that everybody seems to say and I you would probably, I know you definitely agree with, is that as lawyers, we are people pleasers. Mm. And for many of us, we have for so long really tied our sense of self-worth to meeting other people's expectations and externally, um, societally determined parameters or goals, um, signifiers of success. And so for many people who are happy, I think they've taken the time to do the work to figure out what success looks like to them Mm. and what happiness looks like to them. And it's much harder and goes much deeper than most people are willing to go.
0: Yes.
1: Cause I think even for people who choose to be mothers, some of them are like, they come in with it thinking, okay, it's going to be hard. How am I going to deal with how hard it's going to be? As opposed to, it's going to be what it's going to be. How do I make it the best it's going to be like already labeling it as hard. Yeah. Kind of puts this weight on it. Um, so even when I talk to people, I try really hard not to ascribe these stories that we hear to your own experience until you're experiencing that actual emotion. Cause um, I definitely did it. I even did it recently. I recently took my whole family to Belize cause we all have our birthdays really close together. Mm-hmm. So we do a family vacation and people were like, you can't take a one year old and a three year old to Belize. Like, that is crazy.
0: And There's a common theme. Like, you're just crazy. Everyone just... Yeah. <laughs> just, just, yes. So,
1: <laughs> I, should, I should see the signs <laughs> that when I do something and people say I'm crazy, that, that I, I'm probably on the right track. Yeah. Because it's in line with my values. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I definitely let it get to me. You know, I started to think, this is a bad idea. How do I fix this? And how do I, like, already prepare for the worst? And when you go into it like that, I think you're just in the wrong headspace. Head yeah. And my husband was like, why are you letting them do this to you? We've been on vacation. Our kids travel really well. That's their experience. That's their family's. Our family's really good at traveling. And part of the work I've done means that I'm much better at controlling that those thought cycles. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't let them get to me as much. So I'm not, you know, totally immune (laughs) to those those conversations, but when I kind of hear them happening, I can snap back and be like, oh, that's their experience, it doesn't have to be mine, we're gonna have an awesome time, and we did. It was fantastic. It wasn't perfect, for sure, it's never perfect, but it was so amazing and so relaxing, and my kids did fantastic, even though the one-year-old didn't sleep the entire 10-hour trip home, he was such a trooper. He was laughing and smiling the whole time. Oh, because wow. we just weren't stressed about it. We were like he's going to be him, which is a happy kind of sociable kid and he made friends with everybody and it was great.
0: And kids they feed off that energy as well. That yes. kind of nervous energy and like mom and dad's just like worried about what's going to happen and they and and so yeah, it's it's all about just having that positive mindset. I remember when I traveled with my son when he was like 8 months um, before we went, I was in that space of like, oh, how's this going to be? I can't imagine how I'm going to keep him occupied for the whole flight and what we're going to do. And he was so good that it just made yeah. me think, why was I even worrying about yes. it? Like, he was he's, he was such a good boy. He was fine. It was absolutely fine. Yes. We had a great time. And so, yeah, it is about not going into things, always thinking the worst. But I think as lawyers, we're kind of trained that way. Yes, It's kind of, you're yes. always looking for the problem. You're always looking for the risk. You're always looking... Yes for the solution before the problem happens and so in terms of our lives though on a personal level it's not healthy to go into everything with that same mindset
1: and there's definitely a <clears> distinction <throat> between worrying needlessly and preparing yeah so there is a point to which you can only prepare so much and everything after that you just need to let go of yeah and that's easier said than done especially for lawyers <laughs> <laughs>
0: absolutely absolutely um, and one of the things I wanted to ask you was like, in terms of this project, like you want people to learn through the experiences and the, um, the inspiration from the conversation. What else do you want people to take from it? Is that as far as it goes? Is it the podcast? Is that all you're going to be doing? Are you going to be doing more than that with people? Um, I'm just, yeah, just interested to hear about how far you're taking I, it. Cause I think um, it's such I a know. great work.
1: I think there's... It'll be interesting to see how people respond to it mm-hmm. because I really do want to provide whatever service is going to help people the most. Mm-hmm. And really my end goal is that I feel like the numbers of women, minority women, kind of more free thinking men, <laughs> non-traditional men mm-hmm. in the profession is just It's kind of sad, you know, people leave the profession because they're pushed out because they don't feel like there's a place for them in the law and in corporate law. And so if I can provide a service that gives them the support and encouragement and inspiration they need in order to stay a year longer, two years longer, three years, it makes a difference. It makes a huge difference. And so really right now I'm trying to get a lot of feedback. I'm doing a lot of surveys and putting together a program that I think will help people create that intentionality around their careers yeah. that will help them leverage the corporate experience, whether or not they want to make partner. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people who know they don't want to make partner, they don't really know what they're doing at a firm. And that can lead to that sense of a lack of fulfillment.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because I you, see,
0: Sorry. Go no, go ahead. No, I was going to say I see that. I feel like people will consider: Do I want to make partner? Yes, no. And when they say no, it's kind of like, well, is there any point then? Is there any point putting in the hours? Is there any point sticking around? Um, especially once a woman says, "Okay, now I'm going to have a have a family," um, is it is there any point making the sacrifice in terms of time and commitment to a firm if I'm not aiming to be partner? But there's 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 other there's alternatives it doesn't necessarily have to be that one track um and I think it's important for people to see that if you've gained all these skills and if you actually enjoy the work um you can't let what what is perceived to be the norm uh, make you feel like you can't be you and you can't you know make an impact and you can't make a contribution um because you absolutely can like everybody's different everyone has different skills to bring and I I, it just really upsets me when people feel like well I can't do this because I don't fit the status quo and I can't do this because I don't want things in the same order or
1: at the same time as everybody else exactly and I also I think there's the component of lawyers being so high achieving and so such perfectionist that it's also hard for them to think about doing it and not being the best at
0: it. Yes.
1: So for me to say to people, okay, so what if you didn't quit, but you just didn't work that hard, you know, maybe you don't have to be the person who builds the most hours. There are still people who bill less than you mm. who are gainfully employed. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying you should do it disrespect disrespectfully or that you should shirk your responsibilities, but I'm saying maybe you don't hustle as hard, and you create just a little bit of space for yourself to breathe. Yeah. So that you can think more clearly about why you're there. Yeah. So maybe you don't take on every single deal that's thrown your way, and you take on the deals that kind of, that is the work you like to do with the people you like to work with that is teaching you the skills that you might need to do your next thing yeah but lawyers are so nervous about that potential yeah I think the and they don't want to be the one who's billing the lease hours yeah because they don't want to be perceived as not hard working
0: so it comes back to the perceptions like you were saying it's yes it's wanting to please other people but it's really important to realize that If you're only pleasing other people and not working in a way that reflects your values, you're not going to be satisfied and you're not going to be happy. And if you are kind of working to your strengths and you take the time to figure out, okay, what am I actually good at or what kind of deals do I actually like working on? um, You're going to enjoy the experience a lot more because you're working in kind of your area of expertise to the point where, okay, I really love this work. I I like what I'm doing. I'm not just taking it because the certain partner is giving it to me and I actually sit Mm -hmm. here and hate the work. I'm taking it because I'm good at this stuff and I love this stuff and that's yeah. what I want to build my niche in um in the long term. So it's all about, I think, you know, taking that time, like you said earlier, to reflect on why you're here, mm-hmm. what is the plan for my career. Like I actually yeah. hold the pen and I can I can contribute
1: to how this is all gonna map out. Yeah, I mean, the number of times I've just seen people who are so afraid. I don't know if this is the way it is over there, but in the U S billable hours can be very stressful for people. Mm. And I see people hoarding work instead of passing it down in order to meet that billable requirement. And so at this point they are mid or senior level associates doing first or second year work.
0: It should be delegated. Yeah,
1: that should be delegated. And they're not getting anything for, for that. The client's not getting anything and the firm is not getting anything.
0: Yeah.
1: And, They're burning themselves out doing this kind of low quality work. And it's hard because I say to them, you know, don't you think that the partner would appreciate if you were training junior associates, if you were doing really high quality, high level work, and if you miss hours by this much, but you've really been performing in these other ways, won't you feel better about that year overall? And I mean, there's that there's a second part of this, which is kind of tying your sense of self-worth to how much money you make. Yeah. And so people then want the bonus and I'm like do you need the bonus? <laughs> yeah. Like cuz on one hand I hear people say I would take half as much money if I could work less hours. Mm. But then I see them hoarding terrible hours to make the bonus. Yes. And I'm like
0: you those could just not up. work
1: those hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And not get the bonus. And then you've solved your own problem. Yeah. But it's I, there's a lot of disconnects in people's heads. because I think they're not being very um, intentional yes. about what they're doing. And they're just kind of listening to all the different stories out there, which is like you should be working towards the bonus or you should be make, hitting these many hours. Yeah. You should. You should. You should. Instead of what makes sense, how do I want to allocate my time, my resources and my skill set? And I think firms also that I'm, I've been talking to firms and that's one of the things they do complain about with regards to associates is they're not intentional about their own careers. Mm. You know, they see associates who are complaining about not getting the work they want, but the partners aren't hearing what kind of work they want to be getting. Yeah,
0: so how they, how, can they, yeah. <laughs> how can they help you if you're not, like, communicating what it is that you really want?
1: Yeah, and, you know, associates saying we're not getting the quality or the level work we want, but then they're taking this kind of first-year work and not having space to do higher work so the partners think they're fully occupied Mm. and aren't giving them more work so there is i think on both sides work to be done but i think associates definitely need to take more responsibility yeah for their own work and the structure they find themselves in and working within the structure in a respectful and responsible way
0: yeah that is so good such useful and like <laughs> proper um, actionable tips that that if you're in a law firm right now and you're you're in that space, like really take this on board because I really think that it's it's so important and it sounds really simple, like be intentional about what you're trying to do, but it's really not. Like not many people are in that um, that mind space. So yeah, yeah. is is good. Um, okay, so I am a lover of quotes (laughs) like I love quoting um I love like just reading and just being like oh that was great I need to I need to hold on to that I need I need that in my life (laughs) um so are there any kind of quotes that that stand out for you that that you kind of um either live by or you share with other people that have really inspired you
1: um so I'm kind of I'm a huge mantra person Mm -hmm. and my mantras I was thinking about this before I got on, right now are, I have three of them. And with regard to my life, I am working with, if you want to, you want things, how's it go? If you want change in your life that you've never had before, you have to be willing to do things that you've never done before. Mm. I think that people get stuck in a rut and they take calculated risks. And they're confused why their life is staying the same. Yeah. You know, they're asking the same people for advice. They're making changes in the same way. They aren't really being kind of thinking outside the box about the potential in their life. Yeah. And then with my money, I've really been working with the, it's kind of an abundance thing. Whenever I spend money, I say to myself, there's more where that came from. Yeah. Because as you know, starting new endeavors can be expensive <laughs> yes. and stressful and having children can be expensive and stressful on the pocketbook. Mm-hmm. But I am a very, I'm, I'm very privileged to be able to ha- make money. And I know that there's more where there, that comes from.
0: Mm. Yeah. So if you get out of that kind of scarcity mindset of like, oh, like, I don't know where it's going to come from next, <clears throat> which can stop you from maybe doing new projects or stepping out if you're if you feel like you're not in the in the right role. Exactly. Saying, Do you know what, I'm going to I'm going to leave and I'm going to find something else. Like things like that can be really scary if you're in that. Like, yeah, if I lose the money, I won't get the money back kind of mindset. Yes. But it is hard because that oh, you know, is practical for a lot of people. It's like, well, yeah, I might not, though. There's always a risk. Um, but, yeah, I love that.
1: Yeah, and I think that that definitely comes down to being in alignment with your like, with your values. So you're spending money and resources in a way that you know is intentional. Mm. Like, it would be easy, obviously, to go online and go to Amazon and be like, bye. <laughs> There's more where that came from. <laughs> but I would also know that wasn't like truly in the spirit of what I was trying to do with my life.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Um, so I think the last quote that I am working with right now, and I think it's the one that I shared with you, which I'm going to butcher is the sun doesn't care if that it blinds you. Don't mm. be afraid to shine bright.
0: Yes.
1: I think there is such a fear of success And coming from the legal community where there's a really linear path up until this point, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you, especially here where you go to law school and then kind of in law school, you start interviewing for your job and you get your job so early Mm -hmm. that you already know where you're going and you kind of are always, I don't know. You want to stay at the like top third of the group, but you don't want to shine as being too like if you're at the top of the class then you're just gonna end up buried in work (laughs) and if you're at the bottom of the class then you're gonna get fired and so you just yeah maybe I've I've always had that gazelle mindset where you just want to be in the middle of the heap and not Mm -hmm. get eaten by the lions (laughs) and that life is that and that again that comes back to the scarcity and abundance mindset and kind of the fear mentality and taking on this idea that success doesn't have to be scary and I can change directions at any time and I deserve, and it's not selfish for me to live my biggest life.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I love that. Um, Yeah. I've really been working through this idea that, you know, happiness is not this fleeting kind of childish idea. Mm -hmm. It really is this greater purpose in my life and something that I deserve to have. And not to shy away from that.
0: Good, awesome. <laughs> I, I love that quote. Um, I think it is important to not be afraid to shine. And the thing is, you ju- when you when you allow yourself to really just just embrace being you and all that is awesome about being you. you you don't even know how many other people you're able to inspire. Like you might not even get to speak to those people or ever really know the impact that you've made, but the fact that you're willing to step up and just be like, I'm just going to use my talents and I'm just going to use my gifts and I'm going to do the best that I can do. Um, You're going to you're going to be inspiration to so many other people as you already are. Um, And so I think it's really important not to just be thinking, oh, I'm really scared of like just stepping out, but be thinking "I, I actually have to do this. I owe it to myself and all the other people that need to see me do this.
1: Yeah. And it's really not about being better or proving anything anymore. It's really about stepping into myself and into my power. I know that people, that's such a cliche thing to say. It's coach coach speak.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Step into your power.
1: (laughs) I just, it's crazy. It's crazy how different your life feels when you actually start to believe it. And I think I've been hearing all these things my whole life. Yeah. And thinking they were really cheesy and not for me and really like, Hippy dippy woo woo, <laughs> like I don't have time for that kind of San Francisco. Like I don't even know what to call those people, you know. <laughs> and now here I am, like telling people to manifest more magic in their lives. <laughs> you can do it. I'm with you. Just you have Come to on. set your intentions.
0: <laughs> but yeah, now you get it, and you get yeah the 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 kind of. The difference, like, yeah, when you're on the other side and you've kind of yeah. just shifted your mindset and understand that there's a lot is possible if you really just believe that it's possible. Um, I, yeah.
1: And I also, I, to be fair, as a lawyer, I also spent about a year, like, researching the science behind it. Yeah. Behind rewiring your brain, like, the power of positive thinking. Because it just didn't make sense to me. Like, when people talk about, like, your vibrations, I'm like, that's crazy. Like, that law of attraction about? stuff is just... Yeah who's vibrating at higher and lower levels. I was like this can't be real. And then you just start diving into the like science and there's just so much out there that I didn't know.
0: Yeah, so I I've, I've still been learning. diving into like um positive psychology and just learning mm-hmm. about, you know, how your how we are wired to to notice the negatives. So yep. um
1: especially as lawyers.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and so if you if you ask someone just generally like can you name three great things that happened today they might mm-hmm. they would find that a lot harder than saying like what went wrong today in yep. terms of their performance in terms of what they've seen um, but when people get used to like at the end of the day saying okay let me just reflect and write down like three positive things it means mm-hmm. that you're you're kind of having those things in your mind and you're you're keeping them there for a few moments and that's gonna help you to just like shift your mindset so much. Um, as opposed to just thinking, yeah, nothing really goes right. And we make these massive generalized comments like nothing goes right. Things always yeah. go wrong and you just forget about all the great things. There were things yeah. that went right. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I've yeah, i been diving in and I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's, there's so much. There's so many studies. There's so much. I'm just like, I ah, love it, love it, love it.
1: I know. And it's funny, one of the coaches I was working with, he says that positive psychology is the male word for it and manifesting is the women, the female oh, word for it. it. <laughs> okay, because, And it's the same, it's like two sides to the same coin. Mm-hmm. The manifesting side is the much more spiritual kind of faith-based side. And the yeah. positive psychology is the more hard science side to it. Um, but it's all the same thing. And it all kind of amounts to the same practice. Yeah. Which is one around mindfulness, intentionality, mindset and it's amazing what a difference that simple change in your life can make on everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely oh it's been so good talking to you I like we've had so many chats and this just feels like another chat but everyone else has had a chance to listen in, which is awesome
1: <laughs> yes it's always fun I love chatting with you and I think we've done a better job this time of not finishing each other's sentences because I know yeah. the first few times we did we were really bad about yeah. just saying half sentences and then shrieking in agreement so know, hopefully we just, your listeners we decided
0: <laughs> we decided that we're like the same person just living yeah. on the other side of the Atlantic <laughs>
1: exactly so this is what happens when you reach out and you kind of put yourself out there you meet people you would have never like we would have never met if I was still holed up at my job thinking you know that life of gloom and doom and yeah big law
0: absolutely absolutely so okay if people want to learn more about you or connect with you um where can they find you share your um your website social media handle whatever you want to share
1: Yeah, so the best way to find me is on my website, which will be completely live by the time this airs. And it's just www.thehappylawyerproject.com. Awesome. So I look forward to hearing from people and to hearing more from your show. I love that you're doing this. It's such an important service to the profession. So congrats.
0: Oh, thank you. So, yes, I will put the link to your website in the show notes. And, um, yeah, hopefully people can connect with you. And I will be speaking to you very soon, no doubt. So thank you for being on today. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks. I just loved catching up with Akoma. She is so fun to talk to, full of positivity, and she's just an all-round great person to know. So if you want to know more about her and the Happy Lawyer Project, please check out her website at www.thehappylawyerproject.com She interviews some really great and inspiring lawyers on her podcast so be sure to check it out I will put the link to um, her website in the show notes so if you want to grab it there head over to lightboxcoaching.com forward slash episode 15 to grab the link Now, it would be great to hear from you what you enjoyed most about today's episode. So drop me a line at Janine at LightboxCoaching.com because you know I love hearing from my listeners. Or alternatively, you can go over to LinkedIn and connect with me there. Um, So that's all I have for you today. It has been great hanging out with you on my birthday. I'm going to go ahead and enjoy celebrating. And I look forward to catching up with you in the next episode. But until then, take care of you and take care of your babies. The More Than a Lawyer podcast features music from Ben Sound.